Mary was now washed and dressed and ready for her day out with her mother. They were going to the police station and back to collect the medal. It was a lovely day and they were going to walk there and get the bus back. Kay reminded herself to slow down. Mary, sometimes I walk very fast, so make sure you tell me to slow down. I don't want you running all the way to town. You never ran fast when you had brown hair, said Mary. Kay had a surprised look on her face as she looked down at her daughter. They were now heading into the police station. Mary, sit there on the bench while I go and talk to the policeman. Mary did as she was told. Sitting swinging her legs as if she was hearing music in her head. What can I do for two beautiful young ladies? Uh, that's Mary. There has been a mix-up. We thought she was lost. It turns out she is the daughter of a distant cousin who has fallen on hard times. She knew we would care for Mary for a while. She has been in touch. She is broken-hearted without Mary. And so sorry she forgot to live, leave the note with Mary. Kay took the note out of her bag and handed it to the policeman. I have been away with the war. I'm on leave at the moment. So I had no idea who she was. Mam knew of her, but had never seen her. She will stay with us for a little while longer while her mam is getting back on her feet. So sorry to have caused all this fuss. It's good to hear a happy ending. I'll put this letter on file. Best of luck when you head back. The policeman walked over to where Mary was sitting, bent down to Mary and said, You will be home soon. Mary hid behind her mam's skirt. Back out on the street, they headed to Grafton Street and into the jewellers. Adam and his mam were now smiling at Kay and Mary. This young lady is Mary, mam, said Adam. Her mam bent down and began to speak to Mary. We have been working on something very special for you. Taking Mary by the hand, then lifting her up onto a tall stool so she could see inside the glass case. Mary's eyes lit up as she saw the rings of many colours in the glass case. Hopefully when you grow up you will have lots of these, said Kay. Adam had headed back into the back room and was now returning with Kay's order. He said, look, I have made it so it can go around her wrist twice, so she will be able to wear it as an adult as well. I know you ordered in silver, but we have made it in gold as a thank you gift. I looked into the medal making 
and we got a second-hand press, with all the dyes you could need. Thank you for the idea. We put an advertisement in the evening paper, and we have been taking orders ever since. Not bad for a week's work. Word of mouth seems to be doing us a world of good. God is good, said Mrs. Cone. Adam, you stay here. We ladies are going upstairs to have some tea. We even have cherry buns. Kay had never been upstairs before. The room was nice and bright, very simple, and the table was set for four. My cousin Anna will join us if you don't mind, said Mrs. Cone. That will be lovely, said Kay. Just then a lady arrived with a silver teapot in her hand. I'm Anna. I have heard so much about you, Kay. My husband and I are now living here. She put a tea the teapot on the table. Mrs. Combe brought the cherry buns on a lovely china plate, white with a gold rim, a young lady swinging on a swing with a long flowing pink dress and a pink ribbon in her hair. Mary liked it almost as much as the cherry bun.' 